You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We're in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems studio at the bottom of the hour. NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Brody on the beat. And we're still taking your text messages at 960-960, name and location. Your chance to win Flames and Jets tickets for Saturday night down at the Dome, Lower Bowl. We we played the clip earlier on in the 6 o'clock hour about uh, Mraz, uh, one of the producers on the DA Morning Show on CBS Sports Radio, which airs sometimes before our show. Uh, he pooped his pants uh, live on the air because he was laughing so hard. Uh, we want to hear your most embarrassing work story. <laughs> 960-960, name and location. The most embarrassing story uh, will win Flames and Jets tickets for Saturday night. There's a few good ones. Uh, we'll get to those later on in the show. But first, NHL insider for Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravalli, brought to you by South Trail Chrysler. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailChrysler.com. Frank, good morning. How are you? Pretty good, guys. How are you? Do you do you have an embarrassing work story, or do you want to do it at the end if you think of something? Honestly, I was racking my brain, and nothing really comes to mind. Like I don't. I mean, being a, a larger guy, I don't have any like pants splitting moment or anything like that that I can think of. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to give that some thought. You you don't have the Kelly Rudy incident where hit the the button on his the suit button. jacket was so tight that it just exploded off his suit. No, I mean, look, especially the uh, top button on my dress shirt is usually screaming for mercy most nights. But uh, in this case, I've never had one actually explode. Okay. Uh, Maybe one day. Uh, I gave the story. I was doing a show in Toronto, and I I got so animated, I fell backwards in my chair. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean... I, I guess people listening and texting in might say that my most embarrassing moment are some of the things that I write and say. So maybe that's, that's okay. Yeah, um, well. a, lot, a lot of people keep receipts for some reason uh, when, when it comes to some of these takes. Okay, I have to ask you, uh, how surprised are you that the Flames have lost six games in a row with the type of roster they have? Pretty um, I mean, especially with the start that they got off to, even though their record was good, I think a lot of people were sort of nitpicking at it saying, well, this could be better and this could be better. And you know, why aren't we seeing more of this? And I was the guy two weeks ago saying, calm down. Like, you know, the flames are off to a fine start, like no need to, you know, to nitpick. And it seems like the people watching really closely were onto something that there's something just a little off at the moment. And part of it now you're seeing something spiral a bit. Um, the injuries on the back end, like you have to remember how insanely, ridiculously, miraculously healthy that team was on the back end last year. Um, mm. That really helped contribute to some of the stability that you saw from the team and consistency last season that helps you win a division title. Um, now you've got an injury to Uberto and you're wondering exactly how long he's going to be out. And you've got your coach, who just seems to be trying to needle everyone, push every button, whether it's the players on the team or whether it's seemingly at some point the GM as well. 
that it uh, it's created an intriguing environment where, yes, this team should be better than they are and be in a better spot with a better record. But sometimes when you want to get there so bad, you end up pushing some of the wrong buttons. Hmm. It does seem like that that's ongoing right now. And, and I guess the question becomes, like, what what could happen next? Like, have you heard, and we know Brad Trilliven is always one of the more active general managers, but have you heard that maybe there's there's thoughts of making a change in, in, as far as a trade or something along those lines? I, I mean, I think, look, the, the simple and, and very truthful answer is that Brad Trilliving is maybe one of the most active general managers on planet earth. Like he is involved in everything. He has a really good sense of who's on the market and who isn't. And the thing is, it's not easy to pull off a trade right now. Mm-hmm. I, I do sense that there is a little bit of um, conversation percolating, not necessarily with the flames, but with some other teams that may be unhappy at this point that in the last week to 10 days, it's it started to generate a little bit more buzz. But the funny thing about the way NHL trades work is that there's this sort of long dance that, that needs to occur where instead of just calling another manager and saying, Hey, I'm interested in X. Uh, will you take Y? It's like, Oh, I'm interested in like six guys on your team. Like, well, what are the prices on these six guys? And then it's like this thing where, uh, you know, it goes around and around for two to three months before they finally get down to it and, and actually make something happen. So some of that groundwork is beginning to be laid now. Um, but the truth is the Flames aren't going to trade their way out of the issues that they have. Yeah, and I think that was going to be my, my next point. Like something that we've discussed is what would you be able to move then? And and I wonder how much teams, even for the course of the year, not just the Flames in general, are going to be interested in moving out the first-round picks for the upcoming draft unless you really feel like you've got a shot this year. Like I feel like those might not be moved until we're way closer to the deadline, which kind of hamstrings this team if you're looking to improve in your top six the way their cap is and their prospects are. And the truth is some of those first round picks for 2023 have already been moved. So teams are already looking further down uh, the pipeline in terms of their assets that they could trade. Um, I I view the the issue with the flames. uh, A big part of it has been, where's your depth scoring? You know, when you look at Andrew Mangiapane and the season, the start that he's off to after scoring 35 last year, two goals, two assists, four points. That's one that really stands out to me. Like, I, I, I watch the Flames. And, and by the way, like, the, their two last games might have been two of the better games that they've played all season long um, and don't really have anything to show for it. But when you look at the roster overall, it's not – I don't think it's a five-on-five issue. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a goaltending issue, even though that Jacob Markstrom hasn't uh, quite been up to the normal snuff that he's at. And, and now you're looking at it and you say, well, where else, given the injuries on your blue line, where else can you, can you look to, to get more? And guys like Mangiapane and the depth scoring, the bottom six are a big thing for me, given that what we talked about heading into the season was this team seems to have more depth at both forward and defense than most others. Frank Cervalli, NHL Insider, brought to you by South Trail Chrysler, joining us here 
on the big show, Wrestling and Rose Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Um, how much of a believer are you, Frank, in the Boston Bruins and their 11-2 and two start? Um, a pretty big believer. And sadly for Flames fans, uh, Charlie McAvoy expected mm. to make his season debut tonight. Uh, the Bruins are chasing um, an, an elite, elite start at home. They could be one of just a handful of teams in NHL history to win their first eight consecutive at home to open a season. The last team to do it was uh, back in uh, last year, actually, the Florida Panthers. Uh, They won 11 in a row to start at home. And the Bruins can join that club uh, with eight tonight. Um, I am a believer because I think we talked all summer about hey, this team has these sort of last dance vibes to them yeah. um, with Bergeron coming back for another year and Krejci coming over from overseas that you're thinking if they could just survive the first month or two without Brad Marchand, without Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick is still out, um, to get to a spot where at 11-2, and two, um, I don't know that anyone quite saw this start coming. Like they've got a five point cushion at least on everyone else in the Atlantic. And to think that that can't, you know, that sort of, it won't be at this exact run. They will hit a skid at some point, but a plus 23 goal differential and how well they've played basically dominating teams. Not only does it seem like they're a surefire playoff team, but they look like a, a real Stanley cup contender at this point. Uh, I, I don't want to dive uh, too much into the Mitchell Miller story, um, Frank, but it, it, this is the kind of way I look at it, much like the Deshaun Watson thing in Cleveland. A lot of professional sports teams really don't care. If they think a player can come in and help them win, they'll they'll bring them in, and sometimes they'll take the backlash, but obviously this was too much backlash for the Bruins to endure. But w- don't we all forget that this is professional sports and character kind of goes out the window when wins are paramount to a lot of these teams and franchises? Yeah, Georgia, I think it's an interesting point because it's one that I've actually talked with other NHL executives about over the last week and certainly even prior to that. What is the mandate of a pro sports team? Is it to be a collection of good guys or is it to win a championship? And I think people sort of get lost in the middle of it and and everyone can have their own answer and certainly each organization can set their own moral compass in a different direction and that's fine but what is what is the actual mandate and i i would think that it's to try and find a blend of both to to be a a group that can positively represent your community and also uh, make an impact on your community but it really should be to try and win a championship. And so how do you, how do you find that balance? It's hard to do. Um, I'm not absolving the Boston Bruins of what they went through with Mitchell Miller last week. It was idiotic. Like if you're, if you're going to take the plunge and you're going to sign Mitchell Miller and you know, that backlash is coming. Don't, don't tell us that you did a year's worth of work that people, you know, very basic, uh, social media sleuths uncovered and 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 pooped all over in in two to three days. I'm sorry, like that's that's it's insane. Just say what it was that we don't care, and we're signing this player. And by the way, 
we're not going to change course after 48 hours, and this is what we're doing. And I think a lot of people would respect it more. But to turn around and say that we want to yep. rehabilitate this person and, and help them get back on track, no, you don't. You've been really bad at drafting. You have no defensive prospects. And you really needed someone like Mitchell Miller in your system because you were willing to sell your soul to do it. Frank, do we forget, do people forget, and by the way, sidebar, um, uh, people who go and look for tweets from years ago to really dig, they're aw- also awful people. Just throwing that out there. Um, I just want, just want to be clear about that. But do we forget as fans and media, because it's easy to crap on the Boston Bruins, how much pressure there is on those people in the organization to win? Like, the, this is their jobs. This is their livelihood. And if they think this this just bad person can potentially help them win hockey games, yeah, maybe the juice is worth the squeeze. Clearly it wasn't here with all the backlash, but we forget that. It's easy for us to sit in our underwear on social media and tweet something when there's real pressures here within these organizations to win and jobs are at stake. Yeah, George, I don't think that's any excuse, though. I I agree with you, but at the same time, maybe that supersedes the moral compass side of it. Well, it it does because... It, it's not maybe like it, it just it does mm. the will to win the the pure nature and definition of the job is is to win at all costs win at you know whatever it is to the future health of our players um we, uh, go down the list of all the different things that people are willing to do in order to win um and i, I think that's that's just how it works um I, I wish in some ways people were just more transparent about it. Like mm. the new England Patriots have done it for years, bringing in players that have uh, less than savory reputations. I mean, other team, you mentioned Deshaun Watson and, and what, like it, it happens in the NFL all the time Yeah. in hockey. I don't know if we think that our sport is more, more pure than others or whatever. It, I don't know why there seems to be some, you know, quote unquote, higher bar. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I I know that teams should be internally having the question and and should be hotly debating it, um, particularly when it comes to some other players that have that have gone through the league. Like, do you remember when people were saying, "Oh, we're not going to touch Tony D'Angelo"? We're like, "There's no chance that yep, our team yeah. would sign him." Why yep. is that? What do you know? And what crime has he been convicted of? And it was just like, hey, people think he's a bad guy. Well, I, he, they may think that he's a 50-plus point defenseman every year. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a story that continues to morph as uh, the days go by as well. Uh, I did want to move away from uh, the matchup with the Flames and the Bruins tonight. Uh, yesterday announced that Evander Kane is going to miss three to four months. Uh, scary scene when he got cut against the Lightning earlier on in the week. But do you see the Oilers trying to help out with their top six now that they're going to be missing one of their key players for a long stretch of time, but still expected back before the postseason? Well, so that, Matt, is is the reason why expecting him back, it's really hard to use the LTIR space yeah. because it is it's three to four months, and that's significant, and you would think – the initial reaction, if you're the Oilers, like, hey, let's go pedal down here. Let's try and find a player that we can add to our team and find a way to keep uh, once Kane is back. But it's such a delicate tightrope to walk in order to pull that off that 
it's going to be really difficult because having to add Kane's money back to the roster in three to four months, um, it's, it's hard to do. So I, I do think that they're considering their options. I think with the start that the Oilers were off to and the number of games that they lost in a row, um, that they were beginning to fidget a little bit, that the temperature had turned up um, just a bit internally to try and find some solutions because their start really isn't all that different than the Flames. They had a, a pretty decent little run out of the gate. Uh, they've struggled with their goaltending in net with Jack Campbell. And they're in a spot where they're also really struggling to get production from their bottom six. So I think both teams are in the market for forwards. I think for the Flames, it's more uh, potentially on the wing. I think for the Oilers, it's down the middle. And I think both those teams are going to continue to do their homework here. Frank Saravalli, NHL insider for Daily Faceoff. Frank, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. Uh, Frank Cervalli brought to you by South Trail Chrysler. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailChrysler.com. Um, text line is, like, when we, when we ask you to, to come through on the text line, you deliver in spades. 960, 960, name and location. Uh, we played the clip earlier on in the show in the 6 o'clock hour of Mraz, the producer on the DA show, was laughing so hard about a Mike Schmidt Philly fanatic thing that he pooped his pants. And we're asking you, what's the most embarrassing thing that happened to you at work? The most embarrassing story is going to win Flames and Jets tickets for Saturday night, lower bowl down at the Dome. There's a lot of good ones here. There, There's one with a fight with Ronald McDonald. I don't know if that's actually true. I think that one is. It could be. Um, there's a he, lot of he he offered evidence. I'm pretty sure for that yeah, one. There's a there's a high school teacher who puked on his kids in the front row. Yep, that's a that good would one. be mortifying for me as a high school teacher. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. Thanks, to Mr. The Smith. Washroom, clean myself off, and stop yep. off in the principal's office to hand in my two weeks, and uh, you will never see me again. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of great but, ones. But you here. know, high schoolers you know, they wouldn't run with that. They no, no, probably no. be very. They wouldn't be taking very, pics. Or very mature. Any of that. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. especially nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, keep those rolling in. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. Uh, your embarrassing work story. Uh, just wanted to talk about something real quick here before we get to our NFL big bets. Brought to you by Sports Select and Brody on the beat. Um, Patrick, you'll you'll enjoy this story because out of, out of all of us on the show, uh, Patrick Dumont is the single guy in all of this. He's mm. hey, ladies, he's available. <laughs> he's handsome and he's available, uh, and uh, has a beautiful beard too. Um, so, uh, Patrick, um, my lady friend got a got a um, got a package yesterday from Bumble. Okay, um, Bumble, if you don't know, is a dating website. And uh, my girlfriend and I, the current girlfriend, uh, we met on Bumble. Mm. We both swiped. Uh, things happened. And then uh, Bumble wants you to share your story. So she's like, I'm going to share our story. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Go ahead. She does. They were really pumped up about our story. Nice. And then she sent, and then Bumble sent her a ton of swag yesterday. Oh, hell oh. yeah. Two of everything. Nice. Like, it was a duffel bag, a oh. hat that'll never fit my big giant Serbian head. <laughs> Um, uh, these beautiful yellow Bumble sweatshirts, like they are really nice. Really, hoodies, yeah. 
uh, water bottle from Bumble, like a lot of stuff Bumble sent. And she was super excited. She FaceTimes me. Look what Bumble sent us. She was all super excited. Now, uh, for you, I just want to give you some advice. Uh, if you're if you're if you want to jump into the dating app for it, I don't know what I don't know if you're a Tinder guy. I don't know if you go a match. I don't know if you go any of these dating websites. Mm-hmm. But I do suggest Bumble for the gentleman out there. Here's why: mm. it's like fishing without a net because <laughs> you can't message the women first; they have to message you yeah. if you match. Mm. That's why Bumble to me is the. By the way, Bumble, if you want to sponsor the show, <laughs> hit me up at George Russick on Twitter. But uh, I feel like I feel like an NBA team. We wore like a Bumble logo while <laughs> the we're Clippers doing the Clippers had Bumble. The Clipper. Yeah, yeah they have. So there you go, Patrick. If you want, if if you're looking for a website, maybe Bumble's the way to go. I don't know if you've been on Bumble, but I highly suggest. Bumble. Yeah, I do like that. I, I do like that they have to message first for sure. That is yeah. that is maybe takes a little pressure off you. Now, do you also want uh, a little bit of dating advice from uh, your boy Georgie here? Sure. So I've been on a few Bumble dates. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, I may come across a bit of a jerk here, but Good. oh, great! But uh, this is what I'm. Gonna, so if you're on a, a an online date, and obviously uh, you're prepared to pay for the date, of course. But if you don't think the date is going to progress, oh, you, you go Hazies, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dutch. Yeah. I go, hey, how about we split it this time? I'll get, I'll you get next the next time. time. Yeah, there won't be a next time, so you split it. <laughs> If you think things are going to progress, you're damn right I'm going to pay for that meal and those drinks. You are a degenerate! Like, I, I know that sounds terrible of me. I know that's very... But it's a sound piece of advice for you, Patty Dumont, that if you're out on a date and you don't think things aren't going to go the way you want them to go, split that bill, my friend. Why are you the split way Split that, that bill. And I think that's sound dating <laughs> advice. Yeah, sure. Or you can be like, ooh, I'm a little short this week. Could you get the whole thing? <laughs> Because what does really it matter? You're not going to see him again. She will never She'll call never you give you another one. <laughs> I know that some guys are listening going, God, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. But you come across, hey, let's split this one. I'll get the next one. And you know there'll never be a next one. You're welcome for that. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just handing out great advice. Yeah, that's, that's Left, fantastic right advice. Uh, straight ahead. We're going to try to hand out some good gambling advice because Patty Dumas has been on fire lately. We're on his heater. best bets. You're on a heater. Uh, Matty Rose has been pretty good, too. It's cold. You should uh, heater, warmth, body warmth. I don't know. I'm... Yeah. Hey, shooters got to shoot. Sponsor uh, us, Bumble. I've, I've been I've been terrible, too, so you should fade my picks. We'll do uh, our NFL best bet brought to you by Sports Alike straight ahead. And Brody on the beat and our technical director, Alex Brody, is really undersold uh, what it's going to be this week. So I'm really intrigued to hear it. And also, your chance to win Flames and Jets tickets, the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you at work. We'll do that after Wes Gilbertson, I think, in the 8 o'clock hour. He's joining us at the top of the next hour. It's all straight ahead. It is the big show at the Doug Lacey Basement System Studios, Sports at 960, The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems Studio. The top of the hour. Live from Boston, Wes Gilbertson, Calgary Flames beat writer for Post Media. I'm excited to talk to you. He hasn't been on our show yet. Nope. First time. I'm excited, excited to have him on. That'll yeah. be good. 
Tee up the Flames and Bruins. Calgary trying to snap that six-game losing skid tonight. Ross Tucker, NFL Insider, Ross Tucker Podcast, CBS Sports at 8.30. After Wes, I think we'll give away the Flames and Jets tickets. Awesome. Text line is blowing up. Great, embarrassing work stories. It all stems from uh, Mraz, the producer Mm -hmm. on the DA show on CBS Sports Radio this week. Uh, Laughed so hard he pooped his pants. So that opened the can of worms to you to win tickets. What's your most embarrassing work story? There's some great ones on the text line, 960-960, uh, name and location. There's a guy who was too hungover his first day of work, a guy who fought Ronald McDonald, <laughs> Yep. a high school teacher <laughs> who puked on the front row. Mm-hmm. Like There's a lot of just jarring things that happen to people at work. Very embarrassing. You know what? I, I like that people are okay with splashing around in the pool of truth here. I do like that, too. We're all friends. We're all I, friends. Right? I like mm-hmm. the guy who was stalking a coworker, and then uh, on a presentation, yeah, uh, her picture was up. The, on the... The, her picture automatically flashed when he had to look up something. That's a good one too. He still lives down to this day. That I didn't see that one. That's that, creepy. That is a That's good one. Unfortunate. Uh, that is a good one. But right now, <laughs> for everyone involved, I would say, yeah. uh, it's yeah. time. It's time to talk some uh, NFL big bets. Brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues and. For a limited time, better odds on over-under and point spread. Build your ticket at sportselect.com. Spread it like peanut butter jelly. Spread it on. Do it like the money. The spread. What a spread. Before they spread. Spread your legs. Spread your legs. Spread it around. Spread your wings. Spread it like. All right. Uh, it's another edition of Best Bets. Uh, Patrick Dumas continues to be on an absolute heater. Just winning money every week. You've put zero <laughs> bets on all of these, right? I, I don't bet on any of the. I bet on a, one of the weeks, and I like obviously you run the parlay. You don't win anything if you go like five and more. Well, four you did and go one six five. and zero oh this week. This season. I did not bet on that one because I missed you Thursday nighter. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, mm. but you oh. should. Yeah. So you... I tried to make up for it in another game on Sunday. Yeah, well, you've been an absolute heater. They should definitely yeah. uh, follow you. Matty Rose, you've been pretty good yourself. Not bad. A 3-3 three and three last week. It was a little bit of an average week, but looking to get back in the green here. Uh, me, it's like everything in life. Hosting a radio show, <laughs> picks, just mediocre as mediocre can be. Oh, That's this guy. That's just... All right, let's Accurate. get to it. Right on. Thursday nighter. Falcons on the road to play the Panthers. Atlanta minus three-point favorites. The total... 42 and a half, Maddie. I got a buddy who's an Atlanta fan. Shout out to uh, friend of the station, Riley. Uh, he is much like a Vikings fan in the sense that anytime things start happening for the Falcons and they get any sort of excited about it, like the return of Corderell Patterson uh-huh. or a big win or being tied for first in the division with the Buccaneers, anything stuff like that starts to happen, they get stabbed in the back with heartbreak. So I'm going to take the Panthers here. Uh, last game between these two just a couple weeks ago ended up in overtime. It was a victory for the Falcons. Also, I like this line at three. If it was two and a half, I might change my mind, but I'm going to take the Panthers plus three. Okay. What do you like, Patrick Dumont? You know what? Uh, the Falcons, they probably should have won that game last week. That was an embarrassing game against the L.A. Chargers, the way they fumbled that one away. Uh, I think Atlanta, they got they got the team. They got Cordell Patterson going. Mariota's serviceable enough to, I think, manage this team to at least try and keep up for the division. I, I think Atlanta can get that three points. I think a eh, low-scoring game, Atlanta covers that three. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll be a low-scoring game because it was an absolute shootout the last time 
they played at the Dome in Atlanta. But I like the Falcons in this spot, too, because who's going to play quarterback for the Panthers tonight? Baker Mayfield saw some snaps last week. I think they activated Sam Darnold as well. DJ Walker he wasn't dynamite but he'll uh, start. the week before. Uh, the Falcons have dominated the series, too. 10-4 and four against the number in the last 14 meetings and 4-0 and oh against the spread in the last four games in Carolina. Give me the Falcons minus three. My nephew, by the way, Falcons fan, believe it or not. So he knows the heartbreak. Oh, yeah. It's crushing defeat after crushing defeat. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Seattle at Tampa Bay. Total 44 and a half. Tom Brady's Bucks minus three. Tom Brady's Bucks need a win. Mm. Oh, this one's in Germany, Munich. too, by the way. The yeah. German game. Oh, yes. hello, Maddie. Make oh. your picks. 7.30 start. I think they get some separ. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I think they get some separation uh, after a Panthers get uh, upset on the Falcons earlier in this week. Um, Buccaneers, I think I think this is just a spot for them to get right. I know you've got a lot wow. of travel if you're the Bucks, but you've got even more travel if you're Seattle. You've gone across uh, two, uh, two countries, a whole bunch of countries, plus an ocean, whereas just an ocean for the Buccaneers. Um, and I think eventually the Geno Smith, the magic. Well, there's going to be a loss in there at some point. So I'm going to take the Bucks minus two and a half. This is another one where if it was it's minus three. three, I'll take minus three too. Okay. I was going to say if it was three and a half, I wouldn't like that. But even at three, I'm happy. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna. I I, just, I love the Seahawks. I love Geno Smith. They're fourth in league scoring right now. They are, they they know how to put the points up. Kenneth Walker, the third. He's he's entering a next level as one of the better running backs in this league. He's only a rookie still. Tampa Bay, they. They somehow won that game last week because the Rams' defense stopped playing on that final drive. I don't like Tampa Bay's offense right now. I know that was a get-right win for him, for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I think I love the, the Seattle Seahawks right now. I like them to cover that three points. Oh, a little head-to-head wow. there. You know what? Patty Dumas and I are just on the same wavelength so oh. far through two games. I'm going to take the Seahawks plus three. I just can't trust the Bucs and Tom Brady right now. The offense has been mm-hmm. bad. The receivers aren't getting any separation. They don't run the football at all. They have some big-time injuries on the defensive side of the ball. And give me Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, and the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. getting those three points on the road in Germany against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, game three, uh, the Cleveland Brownies at the Miami Dolphins. Fish minus four, total 48 and a half. Does this line feel like it should be leaned more in the Dolphins' favor to anybody? No, nope. this feels pretty good. I feel yeah. like I feel like this should be higher for the Finns. Okay, so you you you're definitely going. The Miami can't stop anybody, but you're going Miami here. No, but I'm not because I'm also thinking the odds makers know more than I am, and this isn't as much as I think it should be. Maybe the Browns do keep this closer. Listen, they can get after the quarterback. That's one thing we know they can do. And one of the keys to stretching the field is making sure that your quarterback has time to get the pass mm-hmm. out. Now, granted, Tua can scramble. He can do all that type of stuff. But I'm intrigued to watch Miles Garrett kind of get after it, pin his ears back. Uh, I am going to take the points here. I'll take the Browns plus four. Okay, what do you got, Patty Dumont? I think this one's going to be a fun one offensively. I think there's going to be some fireworks. Both teams can't really play good defense, at least in that secondary. Uh, Cleveland, they're doing, all, they're doing all right. If they're just... Manage this team to get to Deshaun Watson here in, in a few weeks. I think Cleveland can be that team that can push themselves into the wild card because they got the offense that can do it. I also love Miami with Tua uh, right now. I think this is going to be a lot of points here. Forty-eight and a half. I like the over. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to be contrarian here. I think it's going to go tick, 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 tick. 
as uh, the Browns are going to run the football with their two-headed monster mm-hmm. of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, the under is 5-1 and one in Cleveland's last six road games, and the under is 4-0 and oh in Miami's last four games at home in South Beach. I'm going to take the under 48 and a half because everything screams over. I'm going to go against the public and I'm going to take the under 48 and a half. It is our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select here on the big show, Russick and Rose, Sports at 960, the fan producer, Patty Dumont. This one. Okay, this one's super interesting. It's Peter Labardius's Minnesota Vikings on the road to play the Josh Allen Bills. Bills just minus three and a half right now. Which tells you that Josh Allen probably isn't going to play in this game if the line's only three and a half. The total, 43 and a half, Matty. Good dumps. We'll find out uh, if Josh Allen plays, probably on game day. But the thing is, like, the report was earlier this week that if he misses time, it's probably only going to be a week, and this is something that's going to bother him for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, you start to worry. Like, same thing with Matt Stafford. Everyone was like, well, will he still be good? And he has the elbow injury to start the year. He ends up struggling out of the gate. And then on the other side, you know, you've got Minnesota. They've added a couple more weapons. TJ Hawkinson joining the fold there. But I still don't know if we're going to hit 44 points in this game. I'm going to take the under here, uh, under 43 and a half. Okay. You know, the Vikings have played four backup quarterbacks this year already. They have a potential to play fifth. Hmm. That record is not... Are you calling them a paper tiger They're right a paper now? tiger. The Minnesota okay. Vikings are a paper tiger. <laughs> now, Josh Allen might not go, might go. I like Case Keenum even though as a backup there in Buffalo. I still think Case Keenum can get the things done that they need to do offensively. I think the Bills at home can cover that three and a half with or without Josh Allen. Uh, I think 43 is a little, 43 and a half is a little low, even that probably Josh Allen's not going to play. Case Keenum is a very serviceable backup with a lot of weapons they Mm -hmm. have in Buffalo. And we've seen what the Minnesota Vikings are doing. The Buffalo Bills run defense has been suspect the last couple weeks. This could be a big Dalvin Cook game for the Minnesota Vikings. He got right last week. In Buffalo. Uh, I do like uh, the over here, 43 and a half. The over, by the way, is 11 and 5 in Minnesota's last 16 games overall. Give me the over 43 and a half between the Bills and the Vikings. Two games to go. It's the Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau Field to play those Packers. Dallas, four and a half point favorites with a total of 43 and a half, Matty. I don't know how many points the Packers are going to score in this, and I don't necessarily know if the Cowboys are going to be able to put up a, a, a 40 banger. I know they've done it a few times this season, but Green Bay's defense has underwhelmed this year, but they've still got the pieces, and they are going to be playing up at Lambeau. Um, I'm going to take the under here once again. I see the line at 43. 43 and a half. 43 and a half. Yes, sir. I'll take under 43 and a half. Okay. This is Mike McCarthy's return to Green Bay. It's been a, it's going to be hopefully a pretty excited atmosphere at Lambeau. Green Bay's been on the road for a month. They got to get this thing righted here. Season's probably over. There's a big spot for Dallas, too. Try to keep pace with Philadelphia and, and the Giants, I guess, as well in this division. You know what? I think Green Bay can cover that four and a half. Ooh, I think this, this okay. is a week where Green Bay can finally just get, stick to the run. Aaron Jones, not as hurt as he was, as people thought there on Sunday against Detroit. I think Green Bay can keep this one close. And they can cover that four and a half. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go under the total myself, 43 and a half here, because uh, the Cowboys defense has been fantastic. Micah Parsons 
probably the front runner right now to win defensive player of the year. Yeah. He has been an absolute terror for the Dallas Cowboys. And there's one thing the Green Bay Packers can do right now, and their offense isn't doing any favors. The defense is still sneakily good. Mm -hmm. Just uh, the problem is they're on the field way too much because the offense with Aaron Rodgers is sputtering. We could see a lot of Aaron Jones in this game, some A.J. Dillon. We're going to see a lot of running the football from the Dallas Cowboys. I think I'm going to take the under this uh, 43 and a half. The under, by the way, five and one in the last six meetings in Green Bay between these two teams. All right. One game left on the card. This one's super interesting, and it's a primetime game on mm -hmm. Sunday night. It's the Los Angeles Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners minus seven. The total 45 and a half. Chargers have underwhelmed this year. That's um, weird. Still not. Yeah, they never That's do new. that. Hey, yeah. Um, don't expect them to be getting Mike Williams back. They're still real shorthanded when it comes to injuries, whereas the 49ers continue to improve. They've got this elite defense. Total's pretty high. I think the 49ers will be able to put up points, but much like the Cowboys and the Packers game, I think only one team is going to be putting up points, and I do wonder if they do hit 46. Three straight on the back. I'm going to take the under once again. Ooh, okay. Sweat that one out in primetime. What do you like, Patty Dumont? Just big disappointment from the L.A. Chargers. I know a lot of injuries there have uh, really kind of sputtered their season, but Justin Herbert beat up. We don't know his ribs are even healthy, but he hasn't been the same guy. Barely get by last week against Atlanta. Niners are on a on a heater here. They're they're getting healthy. They got Christian McCaffrey going, and they're coming off a bye week here. I like them to cover that seven points. Okay, uh, you know what? I, I know that the Niners have been an under machine uh, lately uh, this season. Uh, the under five and one in their last six games following and against the spread win. The under is twelve and four in their last sixteen games overall. But you know what? I think there's going to be lots of points in this game. Yeah. That San Francisco offense looks dynamic to me. I think the Chargers can have some explosive plays down the field. Maybe Keenan Allen and his hamstring that's made from toilet paper can actually hold together long Maybe. enough to catch a couple passes for the Chargers this game. Held by toilet paper? Yeah, they're, they're made from toilet one paper. Ply. No, wow. One ply. Yeah, single ply. <laughs> Not that luxurious double ply. <laughs> single ply toilet paper, the kind you get in a porta potty. I'm going to take the uh, Chargers and Niners over. 45 and a half points in prime time. Lots of points. Let's see some CMC. Maybe throw another touchdown pass. And then catch the one and then run another one because in. Because he's been Then fantastic. he'll kick a 50-yard field goal. Yep. Recover a fumble. Ryan Dawkins scored a touchdown four different ways. I think. Pick six. He's been Mr. Everything for the San Francisco Return a punt. All right. Um, we'll see if you can continue your hot streak. Uh, yeah, if you're listening, we'll you should be riding Patty Dumont like a pony. And... Uh, You've been pretty decent, too, Matt I've Rose. And you should yeah. just fade Russick. Fade, 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 because I'm terrible right now at making NFL picks. Uh, NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports languages. Uh, languages. <laughs> League. Maybe they have. You can go. You can go. You have it in French. And for a limited time, better odds on over, under, and point spread. Build your ticket at sportselect.com. Don't, don't go anywhere, Patrick Dumas, because it's that time of the week. Brody where our man, uh, Alex Brody. By the way, uh, we had a little staff outing on Friday night. Yeah. And uh, Alex Brody, we went to a karaoke bar. Yep. And Alex Brody uh, sang a song, and he had no idea how to sing Justin Bieber's uh, Beauty and the Beat when the entire Brody on the Beat is and song? the song to Brody on the Beat is based on Justin Bieber's Beauty and the Beat. And Maddie's uh, lovely GF uh, went up there and helped 
Alex Brody singing. <laughs> it was an absolute train wreck yep. and a disaster. Yep. So, you guys uh, gave me a rap when I was like pretty sent at that point. Yeah. I'll, I'll say. In the bag. <laughs> in it was, it he, was he windy was in that bar. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we're, we're going to play some uh, golf today. Well, sort of. Uh, you're coming with Maddie and I at the launch pad today. Yep. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, you're going to have a couple beverages and then wildly swing at golf balls. <laughs> yes. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Because you're not really a golfer. That's your guys' fault if anything bad happens. But you don't that. have to Just don't to let be. them fall off the platform. Yeah. Okay, well, that, <laughs> well would, that would probably I be. assume they have some sort of harness. you got to have a netting. Yeah. <laughs> a netting. Harness. Yes, harness. <laughs> harness you swinging. in. Because that's how, that's how boozed up he is. <laughs> like he swings like and your falls bun- over. <laughs> like you're bungee jumping. <laughs> yeah, maybe you have to sign a waiver. Uh, it's that time, of the, that time of the week where it's Brody and the Beat. Now, you've, er- you've undersold this thing this week. I think the most exciting part about this week is we have the actual intro and extra now. Like we're debuting <laughs> okay. those, and that's I I love it. Like Jim, okay, Jim Jim Cutler did an amazing job, and then Elizabeth pieced it together for us, and it is it is awesome. Yeah, shout out to Elizabeth Hart who does a great job of our imaging uh, in Toronto. So, um, I think maybe next week we send you out live if this doesn't fly this week, because yeah. I don't want this segment to die. Maybe like Dragon's Breath. Or turn back time. Maybe we stab those in the neck with a pen, like Joe Pesci in Casino. Yeah. Maybe we do that, or maybe we don't. But Brody on the beat's not going anywhere. So uh, next week it's going to be a World Cup theme because the World Cup kicks off soon. I'm very excited. So next week is going to be a World Cup theme to Brody on the beat. Get all your but, bets on Fiji. But uh, what was to, what was this week's <laughs> Fiji? Fiji? Yeah, they're going to have a good thing. I think I think they have a tough matchup against. Uh, I don't know. Um, North Korea. Turks and Caicos in the first <laughs> round. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> Soccer jokes that yeah. I also find funny. You're like, and Matt's like, Turks and Caicos is not in the World Cup? <laughs> what? So, Alex, what was our topic this week for Brody and the Beat? So, our topic this week was, what is what do you think is the most concerning part of the Calgary Flames six-game losing streak? Okay, very topical. Mm, very I'm gonna, topical. I'm going to be straight up. I think there's one answer that actually answers the question. There we go. Okay, but that's fine. There we go. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, we don't want, you know, very good Calgary Flames take. I don't need your analysis. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what the insiders You guys might like this then. We had Frank Saravalli on. That's his job. Yeah. Uh, The people of Calgary. Yeah, the people of Calgary, you know, we just want to hear what they have to say about this six-game skid for the Flames. All right, let's hit it, Alex. Let's do it. What is up? It's Alex, and this is another edition of Brody on the Beat. Today, it is like minus 24, but hopefully people still want to talk to me. Today, we are asking Nobody Calgarians, what is the most concerning part of Calgary's six-game losing streak? Hear how cold he is. I think we need to give the young guys a chance. Daryl said so himself, there's not enough competition. I think we need to pull up some guys from the AHL, give them a shot. Okay. We have some perfectly good candidates. Some fresh guys waiting to prove themselves. Why don't we just play them? Not Who bad. are the Flames? Who cares? It's not Montreal. And and look at it. I mean, Winnipeg's in first place. Like, this is all nuts. You know, thinking about the Calgary Flames six-game losing streak, you know, my buddies and I, every time the Flames would win, we would go a party, drink. But because of this, I have been sober for the past little while. I feel great. My wife came back. She brought the kids back, too. Life is good. Yeah, it's obviously been a tough uh, last six games, but hoping the boys can pick a win up tonight on the road. You know, all the Canadian teams have really struggled so far this year, so 
Hopefully the Flames can kind of turn this one around. How do I feel about the Flames losing streak? It's garbage. Like, what are we, <laughs> our freaking neighbors across the mountains here? Come on. Maybe they're used to that, but we're not. we got to be better than this. we got to pick it up. Brody on the beat. Okay. Um, Collar so really leaned into that. He does. Collar does a great job. Right. So, Alex, uh, <laughs> the guy with the sober drinking... That was fake, wasn't it? That is one of my buddies. Come on, don't do that. I I told you, I put it out. You can't do that. I put it out to my personal network. The guy who said uh, the other side of the mountains, they're (laughs) used to losing. That was authentic. Yeah, that was was real. You can definitely, and the the woman who definitely wanted uh, the more AHL players on the Calgary Flames. That was authentic. That was the one person who talked to me in person. Oh, actually. Mm. Okay. So uh, next week, we might send you out live. I would love that because uh, we send you out live and then you're going to get shot down like a million times. So I think we should check in with you uh, throughout the show because Maddie and I are on location next Thursday. So we got to figure out how the logistics of that are going to work because I think we should do a live edition of Brody on the beat and we got to have him in delay. Yeah, I like it. We have to do it later in the show when people are out here at the train station and such. Yeah, Yeah, the train station is literally right outside our beautiful downtown Doug Lacey basement system studio so very smooth you're welcome great job uh, he can go talk to people and get some takes on i think next week's question is who's the dark horse to win the world cup mm. that's what i want to know yeah i got i got takes yeah maddie's got so many world cup takes it's incredible Do you want to uh-huh. know my dark horses no nope okay not right now no. right. next save it for next week all keep right. it in your pants for next week all right. all right brody uh either we send you out or we'll do live we got to figure it out but I, I'm kind of I'm kind of digging the go out live idea, but we might not be able to pull it off next week. We'll do it, I believe. Okay. Is is he gone? Like, did you did you are you okay with that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I was answering a texter. Thought the guy talking across the mountains was the Oilers, but is very much the Canucks. Don't worry about, about the texters uh, when we have <laughs> you on the radio. Just leave, leave the texters alone. By the way. Get those texts rolling in. Your most embarrassing work story, 960-960. Uh, we're going to give away the Flames and Jets tickets Saturday night, lower bowl down at the Dome. After we talk to Wes Gilbertson, Calgary Flames beat writer for Post Media, we'll do that next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Patty Dumas, Alex Brody, Sportsnet 960, the fan.